This episode is brought to you by Bear Mattress. I'm going to go to their website, bearmattress.com, and read a little something. Technology. The Bear Mattress has been engineered with both advanced foam and salient technologies. We worked with experts around the world to design a mattress that is universally comfortable, improves sleep quality, and increases your energy. Sleep is as important to your performance in life as diet and exercise. And we believe the Bear Mattress will exceed your expectations and improve your life. Yes, I agree with this. Um, they sent me a mattress. It was sick. It came in a box. I didn't understand how the mattress was going to be in there. But apparently it's packed into this box. It's um, like a foam. Let me actually go click on the mattress link. It goes right here. And it's a premium graphite gel memory foam engineered for optimal cooling, comfort, and recovery. So it's packed into a box. Uh, I took a little X-Acto knife, cut the edge, box popped open. This uh, graphite gel memory foam came tumbling out and uh, it slowly just expanded. It took about like, a couple minutes and it expanded to a perfect mattress. And uh, I've been sleeping on it. Uh, I'm waking up with uh, more energy and I'm feeling like I'm getting more rest since I've had it. I haven't had that had it that long. It's been maybe about a week, but I've noticed a difference. Super hyped. I'll keep you guys updated, you know, as we go. But uh, so far, so good. A uh, couple quick things. Let's see. A 100-night risk-free trial, free shipping, and free returns. 10-year um, warranty made right here in the USA. And it'll be at your door in four to seven business days. So, um, yeah, and they support skateboarding and podcasters. So if you're in need of a mattress, I will put my personal link in the show notes, and you'll get $50 off. The Shetler Shoe just went live on worldindustries.com. Um, we have sizes 8 to 11 and all the half sizes in between. I'm really honored to have a pro model shoe, so I went all out. I designed what I consider a really steezy shoe that skates great. It's comfortable and it holds up. And I'll tell you what, if you end up copping a pair and you take a steezy ass selfie in the Shetler shoe or you film an awesome video of you being hilarious or doing a fun trick or anything, if you end up shredding in these things and filming a bunch of clips in the Shetler shoe, uh, I'll get World Industries to give you a shout out and repost your post. Um, yeah, so thank you. Check out worldindustries.com, the Shetler shoe. And each and every episode is brought to you by All I Need Skateboarding. If you go to allineedskate.com, um, you can check out our products. We have the Wartime Series, although those are low, and I don't know what we have left. If we do have, we might be out of quite a bit of those. Um, we do have some Thrive Prosper Rise. Those have hit skate shops. And if you see one, cop one, try it out. I'm currently skating the Rise deck, and I have the Prosper one hanging up in my living room. Um, I love that one. And we also have a All I Need Narragansett Beer Collab deck, which I've dubbed the Beer Shark. This is only a limited supply, and those are moving fast, so I'm not even sure what we have. Um, and yeah, so check that out. We also have tons of apparel. We have the Pack and Go Windbreaker, which I love. It's a windbreaker that folds up into its front pocket, so you can take it easy to travel. And then, you know, you just break it out if you're a camping or wherever and pull it out and you're chilling. We also have our All I Need Full Zip hood, Hoodie, super comfortable, um, super warm right now. Our Grannis and Beanie crunch, Crushes and the Gump Hat. I was rocking that tonight. I love that thing. So, yeah, please check out allineedskate.com. Cool thing is if you support any of these sponsors of the show, um, a portion of that money goes back into helping me produce the show. And helps me with storage fees. And yeah, so it means a lot. And thank you guys for all the support. Um, this is not easy. It's a lot of work. Um, and it's kind of like, uh, it's been a great joy in my life doing this podcast. And um, I want to continue to do it. And it's ta I love when it takes up a lot of my days because it's really fun. And I know we're creating something epic for skateboarding. So yeah. Um, today's episode is with my good friend Marcus Bandy, and um, he loves skateboarding. Enjoy. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Or today. Or today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder. 
podcaster, and All I Need State founder, Anthony Schettler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Get on this thing. (laughs) Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, Yeah, the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognize real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. All right, I'm going to start this one off with what what first got you even slightly interested in skateboarding? Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, it was kind of a... I, really, I skateboarded like buttboarded on like the banana boards, what are now called pennies. Nice. Um, we had those and laying around the house, but you know, we buttboarded on them. They rolled like shit. If they ever got water, the bearings were unsealed, so... Yeah. And then the deck was crappy, so you didn't do much, so... After that, I'd always kind of had the bug of rolling, and I was really into bikes before that. And then at about age 10, I saw this, like, what I'd call now, like, just like a stoner, typical stoner of the 70s, 80s kind of guy. This was actually in the 80s. And he had a Sims board, you know, one of the fat ones, no nose, kind of like the same shape as, like, a kamikaze or, you know, your typical rounded, like, cement skate park board. And I knew, it was weird, I really knew at that point. I had to have one of those, and then I saw all this potential in it. It was really crazy because I did. I saw this is this is what I need to do. Yeah. This is something I could be a part of. And uh, that year, we moved from Arroyo Grande in Central California to Texas, to Central Texas, right outside of Austin, and I got a Valterra board, an Al Green cassette tape. It was like a gospel <laughs> tape. Nice. And, uh, and a Walkman. And that was like to kind of appease me for taking me all the way out to the the, the sticks of Texas, Hell yeah. California. And it was like the best Christmas I ever had. And uh, we drove out to Texas in the back of the truck. They gave it to me before we left. Whoa. And sorry, this is just a fun story for me. It's, it's great memories. And then from, so I, I, I like held it with me in the back of the truck all the way driving to Texas uh, with our stuff. And then we got there and I put on my Walkman and I just started hitting curb cuts um, off of all the, uh, you know, off the berms and stuff, the sidewalks. And soon after that, it's like building ramps. Other people were getting into it in my neighborhood. We had little bank ramps to quarter pipes and then just absorbing all the, the media, all the videos, and just trying to learn as much as we could from any older guys we found. So did you? I was instantly, as soon as I got into it, as soon as I rode one of those, the bigger boards with wide trucks that were more for performance, I it just clicked and, and it, you know, I'm still doing it. <laughs> have, you, have you ever skated to Al Green? That's the question. Do I skate to Al Green? Have you ever skated to Al Green, Al Green in a video part? No, I should do that. I should do that sometime. I mean, that's like a soulful. I mean, he is soul, so <laughs> that would be sick. Yeah. I don't know if my skating would do him justice, but uh, yeah. that'd be cool. But it sounds like that was the album for sure that you're... <laughs> yeah, but it was like, it's another thing. It was like a gospel album, so I didn't really, wasn't really into the... It was like <laughs> clapping and then background, like choir singing and stuff, so... I just went with it because that's all I had at the time. But yeah, I, I learned about Al Green is, is like you know real music later, like the music that I liked about Al Green. Yeah, but yeah, it was good shit. What was uh, what what got you turned on to like all the media and stuff, like getting sponsored and like that side of stuff, being a pro and shoes, pro models, and like wh- what turned you on that, to that? That came way later. That was um, that was just kind of an escape and a path came as a progression because skateboarding was like growing up was the only thing for me. I didn't grow up, you know, I know you, your story is, is really rad and interesting. Mine was a little bit different from that. Uh, but my parents, I grew up with my stepdad and my mom and they were super like basically cultish, cultish Christians. So yeah. they were like born again from that hippie era out of the drugs into this, like how do we cope with life? And they, and they, they turned on to that, but it was really tyrannical in a lot of ways. It didn't make sense. 
and because of that, there was, you know, violence and different things, and I wasn't into it, so skateboarding was the thing that got me, like, the only thing I wanted to do. Yeah. I like sports, I played the clarinet and stuff like that in school, but skateboarding was really the thing that uh, captured my imagination, and just wanting to find out more about it, I found out that, you know, guys were riding vert ramps, and there was these videos, and and that kind of happened all at the same time for a lot of people in my neighborhood and where I was from. And we all just fed off each other. And then, you know, contests were starting to happen then in our local shops um, and ditches and the older guys that were really deep in the 80s, you know, like the Craig johnson type of guys and John Gibson, those old Zorlac dudes and Alva dudes. Those guys were around sometimes and they, you know, would come through and pump up the scene and do stuff. And so... That's sick. Yeah, I was just—it was just always something that I was into. <laughs> to go, no way I was not going to try to do something with it. Yeah, because and what else was I going to do? Like, I had no other interests. Yeah, yeah, I can relate to that one hundred percent. When you find skateboarding, how old were you when you first started skating? Um, when I, yeah, like that time when I found that when I got that board, I was eleven. Yeah, years old when I started like really doing, it. and that was what forty-three now. So that was like. 87, 80, something like that. Damn. Yeah, you're fucking, you got the drug at a young age, skateboarding, and got addicted real quick. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. It was, it was definitely an addiction. It was crazy to talk about, you were talking about coming out of that era, your parents or whatever, and being so extreme. I noticed that nowadays, like, people can be pretty fucking extreme on either side, you know what I mean? I'm like, there need, the truth is somewhere in the middle, my people, my friends. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking about that today because after, you know, learning about your history and kind of mine, like, my mom came from a violent, my, my birth father was violent in drugs and all that crap. He actually lives on the streets now and, and locally, and, and it's crazy. Crazy. And he chooses that, right? Like, and that's like, so it's a crazy situation, but we left that to a more healthy thing, but it was almost both my stepdad and my mom came out of really extreme situations, and they wanted something different, and they chose this other extreme. Yeah, and I was always kind of like you just said in the middle. I mean, I was young; I couldn't put it together, and now I'm just kind of like, you know, you got to find your spirituality, and you got to find your balance, and and your work ethic, and, and staying focused, and you know, staying away from the negativity. But it's got to be balanced, or it's another extreme, and you can hurt people and isolate people the same kind of the same way in a different way. Yeah, um, and that was always you know a challenge. But yeah. now I'm really close with my mom and my stepdad. Like. He was here yesterday for lunch, and we surfed together sometimes, um, and so it's pretty cool. Yeah. I lucked, out. I lucked out with that part. To come from, like, circumstances like that, though, it just, like, um, and for people to survive and still be living, like, a productive, healthy life is, like, it's always good to reconnect with those people that make it through that. <laughs> yeah, it's a trip, dude. I, I sometimes feel like it was another life for me, man. Like, even my early skateboarding days when I first moved out to California, like, my head wasn't on straight. And uh, I was like, you said, you know, you kind of didn't relate with some of these people because you were so eager to, to achieve and to do what you knew you could do. And it came off as like the try hard or like aggressive. And you, and you really never meant that. But then you look back and you're like, well, yeah, I kind of, I kind of exuded that even though I didn't mean to. I was just like, you know, I didn't, I didn't have certain balances. So all I could do is just react and respond yeah. and try to achieve the best with whatever means or you know, the, the, you know, life, you know, whatever the mentality at the time. So yeah. it's interesting stuff. Yeah. I've tried to balance it out with like a lot of like self-discovery and thought and a lot of smoking weed. <laughs> Cause it's like, I feel like the more you understand who you are, the more comfortable you can be, the more, you know, but like when you grow up in a situation where there's violence and like, um, drug abuse and like, Un, like not not stability it like you build up these chemically imbalanced thoughts and pathways and it's like it's hard to reverse the pattern you know or to like be because a lot of that shit comes from fear people are afraid to like even some people are afraid to succeed and grow in like life you know it's like very terrifying for people including everybody it should be <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. one of the things i think you'll agree with this is skateboarding not completely but in some ways allows you to kind of surpass some of that stuff because you have to get to like do a gnarly trick and to get the mindset to really you have to completely let everything else go and immerse yourself in it i mean some people really plan ahead and you have to plan ahead if you're especially if you're doing something 
it can cause you a lot of damage or you're just going to beat yourself up. But you learn to like compartmentalize your fears in some ways to let them go and just to be faithful in your abilities and in your technique. And the more you, you're able to do that, you build a certain confidence. Now, skateboarding saved my life, but I needed more than just skateboarding for sure. But it definitely gave me a foundation of like, I can achieve really radical things and it's in here, it's in me. And that's good. That's, that's potent. And then I try to learn other ways to, to do that. And we can talk about that, but yeah, um, I think it's about finding, you know, your inner spirit animal, if you will, and all that stuff. Yeah. Or an inner uh, spirit skateboard. Exactly. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, it just like, I don't know. It's because skateboarding is an art. It's not like it's anything you want it to be. It's subjective, but it's something that it's like a ball of clay. You apply your life effort to it, you know, like physically and mentally you spend time on a skateboard and playing with it basically until you forge a style and all these tricks and you can go as far and long as you want with it. So it's like, that's the, the muse that we learn through, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, it's cool that skateboarding is that like you can learn it on flat ground and have fun and it can humble you. It can, um, it's definitely a gift. It's fucked up to say. It sounds weird to say, you know, because, like, when you started, skateboarding probably wasn't even considered cool or anything, right? Like, Yeah, and that's one of the things I really feel blessed with having come in in the 80s when basically the money had, like, left, but it was still around. There were still people doing it. It was, like, you know, just crusty people. Yeah. I mean, we saw that the, the, the Pal Peralta guys were there, but when I came into it, that kind of like just happened and it was kind of phasing out to be something different, which ended up turning into street skating. Yeah. But yeah, we weren't cool. I mean, we got, we got dogged all the time. We were always, we were like the art kid, like kids in art class and theater or just like dudes that kind of mingled with everyone floaters. I think is is kind of like, we were those kind of kids. We were, we could have been anything kind of, or, or a lot of us. We choose to kind of do our own thing, and, and that kind of isolated us. Yeah. Dude, why aren't you playing football, dude? Ricky plays football. That's what we do, brother. <laughs> and uh, we're like, man, that's cool, but you know, maybe come watch it a game. But we're gonna go skate, and like, so that was that was cool to come from that. Although it also gave you like, you know, affirmed you're like I'm different, and and that's kind of can be problematic if you really, I mean, because we're all brothers and sisters you know but yeah um it was fun coming from that because it was humbling and then when it got big it was also cool because then you know and, and then street skating opened a whole avenue of more possibilities and it was cool to have been a part of it and then see that happen and then kind of try to help that impetus and grow that and be a part of that next movement because then it's like it validated how important skateboarding was to american culture to I think the world culture where skateboarding, like it's something that came from the streets with a lot of people that didn't have anything to achieve something completely raw and new and it's still going and it's still going strong, right? Yeah. Grassroots um, DIY. I don't know if I got all tangential, but that was, uh, I don't know. Yeah, skateboarding. <laughs> is, hey, is weed legal in California? It is, right? I think so. Recreation? I was smoking weed when I was 21 and I've, I think I, like five years ago, I got really high on a trip, <laughs> skate trip. but I don't really smoke much anymore, but a lot of people I know do. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's like, I mean, to me, it's been legal here for a long time. Everyone smokes here. Like, and especially because you're not worried about getting any or like anything like that. So yeah, it might as well be legal, right? Yeah. I mean, I see people smoking and smell it all the time. Yeah. So yeah, come to Cal. I mean, where, where are you? What state are you in? Oh no, we're legalized too now. Massachusetts. Oh, you're in Massachusetts, okay. Yeah, I don't know. But they don't, you can't like smoke in public, right? No, it's like in a transition. I have a medicinal, like, um, I have like a certificate that I bought from the state that said I can smoke weed because I have vertigo and, and no ACL in my left knee. Um, so yeah, but it's definitely helped my family. Smoking weed helped a lot of people in my family. I don't know. I, the reason I ask is because you come from similar backgrounds. So like when you're stressed out and worried, especially at a young age, it's like, um, really not good for your mental state, you know? Smoking weed seems to help me with that. No, it, it definitely helped me early on to kind of, like, calm me. Yeah. But I am the type of person where whatever I do, I do it way too much. Yeah. Whether it's skating, reading, I get into it. I'm like, a, I have to suck it dry. Yeah. And so I did that with weed. Like, you know, after a few years of wake and baking and, and just smoking nonstop, 
I just burnt myself out on it. But there definitely was a time where it mellowed me out and allowed me a time for reflection yeah, and a time just to be chill. And that time was a lot of time where I processed a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But then I needed to kind of get away from, you know, those things where they kind of became crutches for me. Yeah. And I needed to kind of be very clear if I was to really achieve where I wanted to get to, I had to be super clear. That's what I thought. This is my, my, my frame of mind. But I still drink sometimes. So it's like, you know, I'm not a perfect, you know, person by any means. Well, no one is. If you were, you'd be, yeah. you'd be some fucking mystical creature and I'd be praying to you and like. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not make it weird, right? Can't be getting too weird. The thing I like about weed, uh, I don't know how we got on this, but I'm going to keep going because yeah. I, I like talking about weed. Um, the thing I like about it is that, I don't know, a lot of the times I feel like I, you get stuck in routine, especially when your time's not your own, you know, like when you have to work for other people and you're just doing a job and, you know, because most people are trying, I feel, to like do some, make a little money off of something they enjoy, like, um, just so their time feels like their own, you know, like, because if you, work's not a bad thing, right? So, but if you're working on skateboard stuff, it's just work, you know, and it's like, feels good, you know, it's not, but if you're working on something you don't care about and you're getting paid less, it's like, you get stuck in these routines, you know, and it's like, I don't know, for me, a little bit of weed, like, um, here and there just helps me, like, break that, um, being stuck in a routine, you know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta have, I mean, you gotta have the thing that works for you, find your balance, yeah. and it comes in mysterious ways sometimes, you know what I mean, and, and just different ways, everyone, different strokes for different folks, right? Yeah. One man's poison is another man's medicine. Yeah. It's, um, there's a saying, I'm taking that from an old... And it doesn't come from AC alone, but one of my favorite songs from his album, Book of Human Language, he says that. Nice. I like that. Sick. He's talking about, like, the balance, like, the things, like, you know, 50-50, kind of, you know, every, to each his own, man. you got to accept other people's um, ability to, to deal with life. And yeah. think you have a better life if you're able to kind of sit back and listen and allow people to do their thing yeah it's a mod it's moderation like because we all have drugs i think about that all the time i'm like everything's a drug like sugar's a drug caffeine's a drug i love coffee like it gets me a little high you know what i mean like for sure weed's a drug like there's severity in drugs too like some are worse than others you know it's like just if we're honest about it you know that's why i always am like i like weed because weed has actually helped some of the people i know like from growing up in the projects and dealing with that bullshit like a lot of people smoke weed and it kind of helps them relax and like um, not get, feel like trapped all the time, you know. Sometimes it doesn't though. Depends on the individual. There's people that you get like PTSD, whatever, from that shit. Like traumatized from. I mean, I didn't live in the projects, but I lived in situations. Well, it was kind of like violence. Not exactly, but violent, <laughs> like gnarly situations, and like they, it stays with you. You get a little twitchy. You know what I mean? And and uh, when when confrontation can arise and and conflicts that aren't like that, you make it that and you like re, you know those kind of feelings come back up and then you can attack and i had to deal with that early and, and for a long time in my life like responding to uh complicated conflicts with aggression yeah and so yeah that was that was tough for a long time for me it seems so, like, like learn new ways to respond to to confrontation and conflict some people never have to deal with that ever <laughs> Which yeah, must... I know, and I think I think that goes back to what you're talking about. A lot of people in skateboarding, I think, definitely in part of the time when street skating was around, was a lot of like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like some suburb kids, and 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 meeting people like me and you know other people, I thought we were like funny, like a novelty, but it was like kind of too crazy. Like, dude, you're kind of you're kind of feral, dude. You're kind of a little feral and unpredictable, and they look at you. It's kind of funny because I remember people like that, and they're just like, "Dude, you're fucking weird." But it was like, "Well, dude, like, yeah, but deal with it. It's me. I'm trying. I'm trying to get through it and, and not be feral." But yeah, yes, I love that attitude. Fucking awesome. <laughs> Have you ever done any? I got. I'm trying to figure out how you got to this resolution. <laughs> Do you take psychedelics ever? Like, how is it just... Yeah, when we were younger, we got into some crazy stuff. I mean, some of my close friends. I mean, there was a time where we were, like, just dropped out completely. Like, I dropped out of high school in ninth grade um, and never went back. Um, I went to college. I went to UC Berkeley after skating. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I was a high school dropout, So we, and, and I didn't live with my parents. Like, I did something similar to you with, like, 
my, my home situation was so gnarly. I lived with like other families that were like rad people yeah. and understood the situation that I was dealing with was unhealthy and they tried to help me get through school. But ultimately when you're on your own and, and the way I was, I mean, I'm a, I was a wild kid. And so it, I just ended up, ended up not going to school, getting apartments and yeah, we sampled some different things. I mean, uh, we got weird. Uh, <laughs> I also, I, I'd seen people do too much of that stuff and kind of continue to do it. And so I was just like, yeah, I got, there's other stuff to do besides this. I, I definitely did it as an escape. And, but I also tried to get all Zen with it. And I had friends that were from Mexico that had like peyote and stuff. And, uh, they're like doctors now, but it's, it's pretty rabid. They, they, we, we tried some of that stuff and, and got all, you know, stayed up all night camping and stuff and tried to, I don't know. It has its limitations, but I think it's, it can be fun to kind of push your mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, not like torture your mind, but kind of expand and kind of think about things in a broader sense and from a different angle. And I think this will try us back to skating. I think skating really does that and did that for me. It made me see, you know, the Capitol building or this place or this, not as what it was meant for by these builders to, you know, cart bureaucrats from one place to another, but it's a place for me to use my body and space and try to push myself. And that was really cool. What that gave me skateboarding gave me like, like twisted my worldview um, and allowed me more opportunity to do cool stuff and and to find opportunity. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where that ties into the, you know, experimenting with, you know, some drugs early on. Well, why do I seem like trippy? Am I kind of trippy? No, 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 (laughs) not at all. Do I? (laughs) No, I just did. I just did mushrooms for the first time, like uh, last month or something. Uh, went to street league and did mushrooms. <laughs> I think I saw. It. Wasn't there like? Didn't somebody do that and like do a video of it or something? Yeah, I think Jankum might have did that. Maybe that's. But my homie just like got me some mushrooms, and I was like, I've always wanted to try it, so I went and tried it and tripped out a little bit, looking at like the level that skateboarding has come, like got to. In, in the West Coast, and it was at a whole sports arena. I was just like, this is insane. It was like a crazy show. And, uh, I would have ran out, dude. I would have been like, no. Oh, I would have, like, if it was two years ago, I would have for sure. But now I was just kind of like, I don't know. I enjoyed the show. <laughs> yeah. It was a good show. I was, like, looking at everyone involved. What was tripping me out was all the people in the crowd. Like, there were people that you could tell never skated a day in their life, but they were wearing all the skate clothes. But they were really fans, almost like a sport, like, when you're a fan of a football player, but you don't even play football. Like, there's tons of people, especially in New England. Oh, it's definitely, I mean, that's, that's broad, that's open now. I mean, there's so many enthusiasts now. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing with, like, the longboarding. Uh, there's a whole element of, of people that just do ride skateboards as an enthusiast and just for cruising. And I think it's totally rad. I mean, there's definitely some weird parts to it. Yeah. But it's also really cool because why not? I mean, enjoy it. Yeah, agreed. And it's funny because the core skateboarding, if you show anyone from any other type of skateboarding, you showed them Jim Greco, they'd be like, he's fucking weird too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so he's it's like, weird. just as, awesome. yeah, oh, dude, it's such a movie you did recently. Dude, it was all like sensitive. It was awesome. Yeah, it was so good. And his skating was, he was still killing it. I was like, this that's is, legend, yeah, yeah. So that's like the funniness. I love that. That's cool. Hug him though. He seemed like super like, intense man yeah but i mean yeah he's always been a gnarly dude so i imagine that makes you yeah there's a level of intensity with that yeah that kind of of skateboarding yeah if you ever i can't realize you know well you got it you definitely do because you've done shit that was gnarly because you look at jim greco's skating it 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 shows his mind his the way he's feeling and thinking because you some of the shit that you got i did it too you did it like the gnarly shit like you got to really be charging and going for and not giving a fuck at times you know like i don't know yeah you do his skating a little crazy (laughs) yeah (laughs) but but at the same time i mean i I feel like you see nowadays the stuff the guys are doing i don't think they're crazy at all they're just super dedicated like jock athletes which is not bad but they're like dead they're like ninjas dude yeah and more than i mean you got guys like you know gone and all these dudes and do like a trick here and there they're blowing but these guys are doing it like consistently all the time and uh it's like how do they have that consistency but i watch them and and it's just what is it cody mcintyre that's a dude right like really cut yeah 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 
He like at Cherry Park all the time. He's so everything's perfect. He's in the zone, and and it's just like amazing to watch. I could never be that guy. Yeah, it's cool to know that there's that those kind of guys. Just like I don't know, like it seems like magical to me. Like it doesn't seem possible, but it's cool because there are a group of dudes that have taken it that far. Yeah, and no. uh, I really, I really have a lot of respect for it. Yeah, I actually wish they would smile more. Um, but. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I had Cody. I had Cody on the show actually, and uh, he's very awesome, very funny character, very funny person. But he definitely his approach to skateboarding is almost like a sports. Like he's very he does it regularly, but the heights he reaches with it is pretty insane. So I think that's why he does it because he's like he's he's making a living from like performing almost, you know, which is not a bad I thing. Mean, if you want, if you want to take it to the next level, you've got to pay the price. You got to pay to play. Mm. He's living like a monk of skating more so than, and there's a lot of guys that are doing that now, right? Like you have to. Yeah. Um, before you could be like Tom Penny and have those kind of skills. That was like kind of cool to see. Like he was better than everyone at the time, but he was also like partying and, and just kind of like chill about it. Like he skated all the time, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like doing pushups and like working out. But now those kind of same guys are now doing what Cody's doing and becoming like these master ninjas in their lifestyle as well, refining that. Yeah. And they're achieving like, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's it's not for cool. me, but it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's definitely sick. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like you though. I'm more like a crazy artist type. Like I use skateboarding. I, or like, I don't use skateboarding, but when I skateboard, it's like more like release and self-expression and like, it's not so much about points and structures and winning. Maybe because I, I mean, in the past it had been, I w- I've won one contest maybe, but like I used to do the do tours and they'd pay me just to go and skate, even if I got last place. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I did those once. I did one back east. I don't remember where it was. It was like Milwaukee. Nice. And it was like, it was fun, but it was like not my cup of tea. Yeah. I'm nervous. Uh, I was also kind of injured pretty hard by then. So skating like, that much and like doing runs wasn't like wasn't gonna cut it for me yeah <laughs> it hurt well i want to keep i want to keep moving along what, what would like yeah. what was your paying sponsor what was your first paying sponsor um wow, that's, that's so long back um uh i think probably lethal maybe lethal yeah nice I was like brad hayes whoa sick me. Uh, Justin Reynolds. So good. And, uh, I don't even know. There's probably other guys probably mad that I don't remember them, but, um, it's kind of off the fly. I haven't thought about it in a while. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was the first guys that paid me set steadily. And then the guys that, uh, from Belmar, New Jersey, uh, Bob Lucido. Nice. They did seed skateboards. And so me and, uh, he, wear, he wears a Speedo. Bob Lucido he wears, wears a Speedo. I read that on the pool. <laughs> In uh, one someplace back there. <laughs> Me too. City <laughs> where the Stony Pony is. What's Stone Pony? What's that place? Oh, I don't know. I need to find out though. <laughs> there was like a pool there, and it said that Bob Lucido wears a speedo. Yeah, I saw that too. I think that's why I remembered it. <laughs> Did you skate that pool? It was like tranny, and then like then like vert real quick. I think so. I think we skated it really before. Bad. Yeah. Really bad. <laughs> but it was fun. That's rad. <laughs> yeah. So then that I didn't really make much money there what was cool about riding for lethal is they sent me to europe for the euro tour and i was at, i think i was like 2000 2001 and that was about the time when i was kind of over it anyway because i never made any money i'd worked at shops and it was pure hustle yeah um i kind of lost my i don't know I, you know i don't really have any regrets but any opportunity i would have had to have been like you know vetted into the scene or whatever into the paychecks was i lost that but making some moves early on <laughs> yeah i feel like the rec- i feel like the recession took that away from a lot of people too <laughs> yeah, yeah. so i would have got you <laughs> but this thing was cool these guys were like non-skaters i don't even know where the money came from ultimately like kareem came in and like told them to like let's do uh action shoes and city stars and then they like okay well this this will be better and then they kind of cut ours and then it started doing that and that like lasted for like a year maybe at the most yeah um, so, but it got me to Europe and got me skating and kind of happened the same way as you did. Like they were offering me a pro board. We didn't add about it. Right. And then like right before it was produced, 
They're like, yeah, we're not going to do it anymore, the whole thing. You're like, fuck me, right? Oh, dude, I'm over it. <laughs> then I wrote for Seed, and then uh, I quit. Not quit. I quit doing anything for, like, trying to get sponsored yeah. and all that in 2003, and then I went back to school um, soon after that. What did you go back to school for? Um, well, at first, I just went back to school. Like, I felt like I really needed an education. I hated my position in skateboarding, just being, like, a skater guy that didn't have, have an education and I didn't really have any good connections. So I was like, I want to kind of get out of skateboarding the business and, yeah. and do business elsewhere because I'll just skate. I'll always be skating. And then, uh, so I did my under, uh, I did like my lower division stuff at a junior college. Um, just trying to sample stuff, taking psychology classes and math classes, literature and all that. And then I decided to go to study literature and at UC Berkeley, um, and I did that with a minor in Russian culture and literature. Nice. Very rich, like Dostoevsky and Tolstoy and all that. So I was like, this would be fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I love that. And, and that was, that was great. But, um, I don't know. I don't even remember the question now. Oh, uh, I was just thinking, I'm just thinking about like writing and stories and narratives and like learning that and like from a class. I think for me, it was like, I think this would, this would be interesting maybe. I don't know. But for me, like having my dad be a complete, just piece of shit and having that like thing that you're supposed to look up to in life as like infallible. Yeah. I learned that the stories that we have in our life, whether it's being told or they're just hierarchical and you know, when those are like kind of laid bare, it makes you think about the stories you're being told and the stories that you live and your culture and all that. And so it re I really wanted to learn about history and learn about storytelling from like a, you know, from all levels, from what the government tells you to, to, to how to formulate a story. Um, because I felt like, I don't know, it just inspired me. Like, I want to learn to tell stories. Yeah. I want to learn to wield those tools and also know when they're being wielded against me, um, possibly, um, when I'm being manipulated and stuff like that. So it got me all excited. But going back to the father thing, that's what kind of sparked it, me questioning things that normal people probably wouldn't question yeah and that ultimately led me back to literature and as i wanted to educate myself i really felt like learning storytelling was the most powerful thing that you could could learn yeah life. yeah especially as far as like from a philosophical type of if you're trying to really find your way deeply yeah and if expression is really like when people are open to be able to express themselves freely and tell their story like when they have that ability like that's very healthy that's where like a lot of that shit stress and worry and stuff comes from like yeah, not being exactly. able to so that that's really the honest truth of it is i needed to tell my story and skateboarding was one way i could but i reached the end of my ability as like a skater at the age I was and through the, the medium I had and, and people I knew to tell my story, but I had to get out what I had and had inside. And I still feel that way to a certain point, but you know, it's not that I feel like everyone needs to hear my story. It's like, but being valuable and being able to tell your story to people, whether it's through the medium of skateboarding or words or, or being an upstanding citizen or whatever, it's, it's very, like you said, enlightening and, and gives you self-worth. And so that's, that's something I really wanted to have. I didn't have, it, you know, it's kind of like, Oh yeah, dude. I'm like, yeah, that'd be sick, bro. <laughs> like, I didn't really have much more to kind of understand the world around me. And I really wanted to get deep into it. And that's what led me to kind of literature. And stuff like that. Yeah. That's sick. It's so cool that people, it's so cool that people would write their whole lives down in books and share it, the information and all that shit books are like insane and i don't even read that much i've read a couple books in the past but i listen to a lot of podcasts but the books that my friends have referred me to i've i've read them and i enjoy reading but now it's like i can take in content with the audio stuff so fast it's awesome yeah i mean every, there's all these different mediums that tell a story novel is like really actually antiquated on the, on the for the most part um but film podcasts yeah all these different things that people are doing these are ways that people are telling their story the more you know about how to fashion a really great story and how to inspire people, the more you're able to use these tools to, you know, for good or for bad, but yeah. for good and hopefully to inspire people. Well, yeah, and definitely just fucking, we're in a weird fucking time, Marcus. I don't know how we got down this alleyway, but 
I like it. I like it. I like it because it's crazy. We have all these mirrors in our pockets. So like people are like seeing each other and seeing themselves. And it's like, you can't really be an actor because you're creating the world that you're going to, that you're living in. So it's like you, people are learning to be more authentic. It's weird with our politics and all that shit too. Like seeing the extreme choices they give you and like how it's almost all a show and a reality star can win. And like, it just, it's just crazy that people have that perspective. Like, it's like a general thing now. Like, like you said, when I, I don't know, dealing with death and losing my father at like a young age and like living in the projects, I never trusted the government. And like, I always had violence and drug abuse. And like, so I've always been kind of like, uh, self-reflective on myself. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. I try to like, I thought also another thing to take from your, from your article that I read Jinkum was, uh, you know, you try to, reflect on yourself to make sure you're not not full of complete bullshit <laughs> you have sometimes this is for everyone we kind of let ourselves go on whatever we're doing and, and then you look at dude that's you're full of shit like get back on track you know what you need to be doing and, and you got to re- remember like you know not to get caught up in that that's kind of a broad thing but but yeah i mean i try to self-reflect as much as i can but i was told a long time ago by my buddy rob cahill there's still skates lives in Dallas. And he's like, dude, if you keep thinking like all philosophically that you're going to like, going to go crazy. Man. Like what? Stop thinking too much, man. Um, I never really calmed it down, but I thought about it. I mean, I try to calm it down, but I really enjoy, I think because of my background, because of hat coming from, you know, the violence and violence that I had growing up, it's, it's kind of ingrained into me to have, kind of have that self-reflection. And where other people don't need that as much, I have had to think so deeply of, and to, to cope and to, to, to be a productive person. It's just I'm, I'm kind of stuck with a little bit of that. <laughs> I just have to make sure. Like sometimes I'll do it with my wife. Like we'll be eating and then we'll start talking a little philosophically about something. She's like, can we not really go there right now? It's like, I'm down, but it's like, we're not, we're just kind of like, I'm not really into it. <laughs> so we move on, but it's just my nature. No, I'm the same way, dude. I totally get it 100%. <laughs> that kind of goes back to like just trying to have fun once in a while and relax and not overthink stuff. It's just trying to, you know, not used to stuff. So you got to like, I don't know, think your way out of stuff. A lot of situations like that. for me and doing big gnarly stuff, like some of those that I did so that you have to like think at every possible thing that could go wrong um, and break it down okay so what if I go too far over this side what could happen how am I going to have to have my arm out how am I going to have to lean so that I don't break my leg or myself or whatever what kind of you know and so you have to like basically do that I don't know for me it was like that like doing gnarly stuff you had to shut yourself down but before you shut your your fear down you had to break it down to the utmost point to figure it out. And I think that's what skateboarders have that a lot of other people don't have. Um, you know, is, is that kind of mind frame and then able to kind of step back from it. Yeah. 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 100%. That make sense? Yeah. It makes perfect sense. It's because skateboarding is the truth. It like humbles you. You ha- If you're going to stand on it, even just stand on it, you have to be sharp and you have to learn to be off balance to get balance. Like, it's constantly the practice. That's why whenever I see people that have been skating a lot, I can tell they're usually good in life because they've been practicing the truth. You know what I mean? Like just riding around. Like, and some people get to like crazy heights with it. Like for sure, some of the shit you did, like that double, that tail slide down that double hubba, the double hubba, as it sounded weird saying it. Um, I have a few that I did that I was pretty proud of. That's super scary, but it's like you built, you work so hard on these tricks, and you see how far you can take them. You know, that's what kids are doing now too. They're just like taking it to a level where it's like it's not a bad thing but it's like you don't want to be at that level all the time because then skateboarding is not fun you know like and that's the beauty of skateboarding is it's fun as well as you can add it up and be great at it or be silly with it like it's very open it's just an art form you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure a lot of those things that i did that were like gnarlier is like i did them because i wanted to see how far i could push myself but ultimately that impetus was kicked into gear just because I was trying to get, 
keep skating, keep having fun, and keep like because I enjoyed it so much, yeah. and that became like okay, well you got to do this if you're going to you got to push it forward if you're going to keep doing it if you're going to be valuable to the community, you got to keep pushing things forward. That double king tail side you're referencing, that's the last thing that I did, and uh, I set it up where I could get like a photo of Thrasher. And I kept the footage until like probably like six years ago. Just sat on it. Yeah. There was really no place for it anyway. But I was like, I just want to do this, see how far I can push myself. And this is like the trick that I love to do. We found the spot. And still to this day, like it's cool. No one, no one's, no one's fucked with it. I want to <laughs> see someone switch tail slide it. Gnarly. Um, but I'm not, I mean, I, I wish, I want to see it. I think someone will do that. If it stays, if the spot stays like open, yeah. that'll be. The next thing, some guys have done like grinded the smaller side and done stuff on the smaller side, but the pyramid has like three different sides, and the red side is like, you know, like eight more stairs, ten more stairs altogether. Yeah. Fucks with it, so it's not something I'm like prideful about, but it's pretty cool. Like that, I pushed myself to that thing, and I and I stepped away, and it was the biggest thing I ever did at the end, and I'm done. I don't have to. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Now it's like a slappy a curve and. But my head was in that space at the time where I needed to push myself. I needed to prove how far I could take it. And yeah. I don't think it was unhealthy. It just didn't make any money for me because I wasn't in, you know, I wasn't landed. You know, I wasn't part of the, the, the skate class, you know, the upper class or whatever. Which is cool. I mean, I love all those things. But um, I don't know where I was going. It was fun. Skateboarding's fun. That's what we're talking about. And that's, I agree, 100%. And some of the fun is seeing how far you can take it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes though I do still want to try to do rad tricks like push see if I can like I do it differently than I'm older so I can't just like throw myself like a freaking piece of meat at something I've got to like be more I mean you were always more technical and a lot of guys I look up to were I, I was never I didn't get that kind of patience till later and now I can work on stuff and kind of build up to it and and so every once in a while I'm able to do a trick that I've never done yeah um, or just do it you know, do what I want to do, you know? Yeah. Well... But 90% of the time, it's just straight cruising. <laughs> I'm not mad at that at all. Have fun. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, I've, I've, I've been able to distance myself from that old, like, trying to do gnarly stuff to now just being like, man, how lucky am I at age 43 uh, to be able to roll around on my skateboard and still do what I love to do. Yeah. And I, even just surfing curbs and, and hauling up and down you know, sidewalks is like, it's, it's a gift, you know, for me, it's, it's lovely. Well, I kind of wanted to get into like what you're doing right now with skateboarding. Like, what do you have going on? Nice. Been doing that since like 2011. I started in in like my living room of my apartment, Sick. and it's still you know that way. Um, and it's just a, a skateboarding magazine. After I fell in love with downhill um, uh, through some friends, uh, I started that to kind of to kind of give voice to that and and to show my passion for it. And there wasn't a lot of skaters. A lot of the longboard brands aren't like skater owned and stuff, so. They're doing a lot of okey stuff, like these silly stuff. Like, yeah, that looks sick. Let's do that. <laughs> and uh, and I wanted to kind of, I, I felt like they they deserved a real showing of how skillful and how awesome it is. And so I did that, and then tried to, I've always tried to infuse just the skate everything vibe, like be open to all forms of skating. Not like if you skate, you must skate vert and downhill, or but more so, be open to like all forms of skating. Um, because there's people that ride longboards and shortboards that are very passionate about it, and very dedicated. But, you know, a lot of people see someone that rides a weird board and don't skate like them. is like, oh, that's that, you know, kooky. You know, that's like what that kooky lady does on the boardwalk. But that's that's her, and that you should actually accept that as well because who gives a shit? Yeah. But downhill and, and, and just different things, just people riding their boards. Yeah. So that's what that was and that's what I do I'm doing now um, and I've worked for a couple brands doing marketing um, make, help make videos 
just, I just worked with Brett Novak, who does mostly a lot of freestyle stuff. I worked with him on a video with this guy, uh, Will Royce, and we did this like skate everything video where we went out to Bakersfield, Kern County, skated hills, skated Kern sides, skated this aqueduct, um, and just kind of tried to like show skateboarding in a real connected way rather than like, you know, one thing. And I think I might be a little like, what do you call it? Like, uh, what is it, idealistic about skateboarding? When you get older, you kind of like see it more, you see like, I, I feel like you see a more broad, open picture of it. But still, a lot of people don't see it like like I do. But at the same time, it's like I gotta I gotta shine my light because there's truth in it, and uh, I, I do it respectfully. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, and I I agree with you wholeheartedly that skateboarding. You're basically saying skateboarding's a gift for anyone. Like whenever someone has their art and they think my art's the best, or just cause even if you have a bazillion followers. Like, when you become elitist or whatever, it's like skateboarding is the gift. Like, you're not. So, like, everyone should have access to the source. <laughs> it's like locking up the Bible, basically, you know? Like Yeah, but that's the money part. That's the capitalist part. That's the part where you have to kind of do that in those situations to kind of create your value because you're your own brand. That's yeah. a hard thing for skaters and people. You, in skateboarding, you become your own. Your business is you, and so you have to protect that. And sometimes that gets to the point to where you're like isolating people and things that don't match with keeping your value at a certain. Yeah. But you know how you can't. How are you gonna stop them from doing it? Yeah, I mean, I just like I said, I just focus on the truth, which is like a gentleman's game of skate, some flat ground, some fun. Like if I'm skating, I feel healthy and happy, and I'm making good decisions in my life. And like, I don't know if everyone does the same, and we all, you know. If it's a need in our life, if skateboarding's in the need need in our life for as many people that are like, there's like generations of skateboarders now. You know what I mean? Like it's been in the culture for so long. So I don't know. More people that express themselves and more people that um, find ways to monetize even a day out of their week to do what they really love and want to do. Like the more of us that do that, the easier it'll be for everyone to move. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, to me, skateboarding is is serious business. Like I love it, and it's. It has, to me, it's like it's like a martial arts. It's like an escape. It's like a way to see, a filter to see the world. And so I feel like the more people that get that deep into skateboarding, the more our culture will grow in the long term. And that's why even with the people that are cruising, even the people that, you know, from the downhill or from any other section, I try to, like, really shine that light and tell my story and interact with them and give them opportunity just also see it through, you know, through the medium of the magazine that I do or through video work that I do and so that they can shine their light and then get, take it as far as they want to take it because a lot of people over the years that gave me opportunity yeah. um, and listened to me, you know, and, and were friends to me and that helped me out. Like early on, like skating with Jeff Rowley and stuff, like I, that dude didn't have to skate with me, but he did when I first moved out and it was, I mean, it was a gift. It taught me a lot about, you know, he was one of the first guys I met that was like super like focused. Like, yeah. Um, skateboarding and it was so cool to kind of, you know, be allowed into that and, and kind of hang out with him. But, but, I mean, you just, it's like just about connecting, right? So, <laughs> that was sick. That, in, that made the show awesome because it sounded like a cartoon sound and I'm, <laughs> what was that? Like coyote, like roadrunner and coyote sound? No, that was just a ring on my. Oh, it was sick. It sounded sick. <laughs> Are you, hey, alright, it's my show, we can do what the fuck I want. Are you into fucking anything besides skateboarding? Um, yes, I love surfing. Nice. Uh, I love literature, I love music, I love film, um, I love my dog. Nice. I have a cattle, I have a cattle dog, and that's really been one of the coolest things I've ever done, is raised an animal from like a little pup, and teach him uh, skills, and like, go hiking with him and stuff, but that's, that's kind of a simple thing, but it's, it's really been important to me. Yeah. But yeah, I have, I have so many. I mean, I love everything. I get a lot. I get a lot of things I'm into. <laughs> Sick. Hiking and camping, stuff like that's really important to me. Going backpacking, nice. getting out in the wilderness and uh, spending days out there. I try to do that like at least once a year, uh, but we'll do smaller hikes and stuff with the wife. Nice. Yeah, I love my dog too. Yeah, it sounded sick. What's that little thing on your phone? 
Yeah, what is that? Little, oh, a tri- like a little stand. Nice. I forget what it's called, like a Joby? Yeah. Brand. Um, I'll do it when I'm like filming stuff. Like we'll put it up or, yeah. You like, a, you like to skate a good mini ramp. That's what I like about you. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I, I grew, in Texas, like the streets were kind of crappy, so a lot of guys would build ramps. And like I said, I come from the 80s, you know, the late 80s, so we were still skating a lot of tranny and stuff. And so that, I mean, all day long, we'd go to my buddy's house, um, Gene, and skate his mini ramp in his backyard all weekend long, barbecues. We'd build, like, little tombstone extensions on it. I'd just plywood prop it up. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, I always love tranny. Tranny's like, if you don't skate tranny, man, I feel like you're, like, missing out on like, <laughs> so much. I know it's not, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't, and that's great. But I feel like, for me, it's, like, such a surfy, soulful way to skate. Yeah, I agree. I, just, I have to do it at least every once in a while. I think the longer you stay in skateboarding, the more you want to, like, skate all that stuff. It's funny when people, like, get into skating, they're only skating street or whatever, you know? It's like, yeah, when you're 35. All skaters should, should spend a couple of years surfing. Yeah. Sounds kind of bro, but it's not. Like, surfing is where it all came from. And when you can ride and feel comfortable moving on top of water, it's, like, the most essence, like essential feeling of what skating is. And once you have that, I feel like unless you have that, you're not even really, okay, you're a skater, of course. But when you have that, you're ultimately able to connect, transcend, because you felt where it's all that energy, where it's come, this energy rolling across the ocean all the way to you, and you stand up and rip down the wave, feeling it, and it fully with this energy, it's from across the world, and that's like, there's nothing quite like it, and you have to get up early, you have to be prepared, and then when you go skate, everything you know how to make everything feel right yeah you're used to the ride in the pocket in the ultimate you know i don't know it's surfing <laughs> do it everyone should do it i've done I it one thing about this whole this whole interview is if you're a serious skateboarder you should surf for a year to dedicate your life to that if you're gonna be a lifelong skater if you have the opportunity of course yeah we'll try it for sure people don't live on the beach and i didn't get to do it till later in life because i lived in texas and then skating so much i don't want to serve yeah yeah try it for sure i've tried it um my buddy conrad from all i need for my brand he uh he surfs and he loves surfing so much he helps me out and uh he took me out surfing and it was sick i just i learned to paddle and stand up on a couple i had a big ass board so it was like super easy but like it was so cool to do that i was like this feels awesome i suck at swimming too <laughs> so i'm always nervous in the near the ocean man it's fucking intimidating Yeah, it's intense. It's a big. Everyone, I just, I'm just passionate about it. Like you asked me what other things I'm passionate about. Surfing is definitely one of those things. Yeah, I'm not mad at it at all. I like it. I didn't it. find it until I was in my thirties. Nice. Yeah, same yeah. here. <laughs> then I learned like, oh, Salmon Agassi surfs, like uh, Chad Tim Tim surfs. Like we can all, I can surf with all my, you know, these guys. Like this is cool. <laughs> yeah, that's I it. I saw before. Um, who's the crazy guy? The OG, gnarly. Dude that passed away, uh, Alva Day's guy. Hmm. Adam, Jay Adams, right? Jay Adams. I saw that guy, I surfed with that guy once, and that was the craziest thing ever. Was he shredding? Oh, dude, he's like, you know, he's a middle-aged dude, crusty tattoos all over his eyes, and I had been surfing at the time, like, very seriously. And I was at Salt Creek. It was a pretty critical way, very localized. This guy just comes out there and just dogs everyone. <laughs> and just gets deep, and it was big. And he was just burning everyone, no, and like you couldn't even know when he was said a word. Whoa. Just had, it was like so sick. <laughs> a skater just came out here and just ruled it so hard, and he's like, you know, forty-five, fifty was trippy. Just zero fucks given. Just this oh, is yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, I mean that guy was that guy's like a wild hyena, dude. But <laughs> it was sick. It's like if you ever seen like you know Dwayne Peters before. Yeah. That psychopath. And, I. And, and, best way of skating but it's gnarly like you know it's, they're like wild animals yeah i respect the shit out of it <laughs> i have a sick f- photo of Dwayne peters it was at some pool like i think it was a do tour maybe was he in them i believe he might have been but i have a photo of him like piled out at the bottom of a swimming pool this big pool just fucking slammed super hard and i i took a photo of it right there. <laughs> 
I was like, this is pretty cl- epic. Like, it just looked dramatic and sick. <laughs> yeah, that guy was crazy. I skated with him once with Shrugi. We were skating Kelly Belmar's pool. Nice. And that guy showed up and smelled like urine. Like, he had, like, slept in his own urine or something. It was bad. It was like, I don't know why this guy smelled like piss. And he was just like, this bowl has, like, five feet of bird. And, like, you know, it's that one with the black and white tile you see over the years. And then, like, a steep rolling. And he's just, like, doing all these fucking gnarly-ass tricks, like, roll out to revert. And he's, like, yelling fuck every time. Fuck! And going in after every trick. He was running, he had, like, six tricks, and definitely threw six fucks in there. <laughs> what the hell? It smells like piss. But you're, like, your eyes are watering, but you're so stoked this guy's, like, killing it. Yeah, you gotta, you're just humbled. You're like, wow, the fuck? <laughs> like, you don't see those kind of guys in skateboarding as much anymore. Like, those gnarly... There's not as many, I mean, there's not kind of room for that, but it's not bad or good. It's just like, it's cool to be able to be in a time where those kind of guys existed. Yeah. Dinosaurs. That Fletcher guy, Nathan Fletcher, he's not like completely crusty, but he's like super soul. Yeah. It's just really soulful and just kind of on the edge all the time. I like that guy. Yeah, yeah. Faros, guys like that are just so like gnarly. Yeah. So fucking gnarly. Yeah, we have some crusty dudes for sure. Some gnarly lifers that you're like, these dudes are just riding this thing out forever. And it's sick. You know? Yeah. Like, they're just like, my buddy... Skateboarding, dude. It's like, we have all that. And you don't see it on the TVs and stuff and, and then the mags as much. But if you look for it, I mean, there's so many different people in skateboarding and it's so cool. Yeah, I'm try as long as like people don't get too protective of their art. Just like the thing is, you gotta like consume and you gotta create. It's, there's gotta be moderation in between the two. You know, like if you're watching too much, you might start having too many opinions. You know what I mean? You gotta go back to creating it so you can understand. Like, oh yeah, this is not easy to create. You know, to do stuff. I've been there. Yeah. You know, filmers. Remember the, I mean, I know you've probably been around filmers or photographers, and they're like the worst critics. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're like, oh dude, like. Like whatever, like, do bad or this, or yeah, I really like his style. And you're like, look back, like, dude, who the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no one knows which is sick, but it's like you couldn't even ollie this set of stairs. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like go back to remembering the the dead, the like bravery and the fucking pain that comes with some of the shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, man. That's cool. Well, I hope we get a skate soon, me and you. Yeah, let's do it. Um, when are you coming to Cali next? Ooh, I'll have to get back to you on that. But as soon as I know when, I, when I'll hit you up. Where are you about? You're in Southern California? Yeah, I'm in Long Beach. Nice. Dude, I was just out there not that long ago. So I'm going to try to make my way back out, and uh, we'll definitely have to link up. Yeah. Have you skated um that Poods Park in San Diego? Well, we're interested in the ditches and stuff, too. So next time I get out there, I'll fucking come out there and shred and yeah. hang out. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank What's you up? for taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, no worries. Um, Before we go, if... uh, Oh, shit, sorry. If people want to check out um anything you do, like websites, whatever you would like to share, please. Hell yeah. Sick. There's a lot of content on uh, your website. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We do articles like two or three times a week, and then we do a weekly news wrap-up where we kind of pull stuff from all across skateboarding. Nice. Whether it's downhill or freestyle or street skating and uh, kind of put it all there. So that's a fun one at the end of the week to check out. Um, then we cover events. We just covered that exposure event. Nice. This is the largest female skateboarding event in the world. Whoa. It was in San Diego. Um, How many? Really cool. That? How many people were there? Oh, it was like hundreds of people. Uh, I don't know, like maybe five hundred people, thousand total. I don't know. Like the largest. Like it was like it was uh, you know all the girls that you know that skate bird and tranny, they're all there. Um, 
the girl that skates street? Just like no hair. Um. Oh, um. God, how can I not remember? He was there. Um, I think Neil Hendricks was judging, and you know Dave Duncan was there. Like all those cats, but it was really cool because there was like girls like twelve years old, you know, ripping the bowl with like such confidence and style. Like that's really I I, I think with the future with with the Olympics and stuff like women and skateboarding is is awesome. I'm really embracing that. I'm excited to see how 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 big that gets. Yeah, that would be really cool. I like that there's a lot of girls skating. It's so cool, man. There was a whole trans world full. I believe it was a trans world. But, uh. Yeah. What's her name had the cover? Uh, what was it? Uh, Lizzie? Yeah, Lizzie. She had the cover. It was all those the girls throughout it. That was amazing to see that. Yeah, e- I saw it at the event. They had it out. Yeah, even the, um, even the ads were like girls too, which was pretty rad. You know what I mean? It was like company ads with girl riders and stuff like that. Like, I thought that's really cool as well. <laughs> just like for a while it was like girls were skating but now they're like they're just they're doing it there's so much more doing it and then all these girls in the rip it's it's, it's kind of sad just to see them like doing eggplants and like on you know 12 foot ramps and stuff and I'm like i could probably maybe rock and roll that if i was on a really good day <laughs> but it's also so inspiring it's just like yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, back in the day, we just had Alyssa Steamer, pretty much. That's all I, like, really remember. Yeah. And then now. He's badass. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Well, Marcus, thanks a lot, man. It was uh, it was awesome speaking with you. Last thing before we go, I'd just like to thank the sponsors. Thank you to Bear Mattress for supporting the show. And if you're in need of a mattress that's going to help you get energy and feel rested, um, check out my show notes, and the link in there will get you $50 off your purchase. Also, thank you to World Industries. Um, and like I said, if you cop a pair of the Shetler shoes and you make a post rocking your shoes or skating them really hard or just something funny in the shoes, um, tag World Industries and I'll get them to repost your content and give you a shout out. Um, also, thank you to All I Need Skateboards. You can check out allineedskate.com and thank you to all you guys for loving skateboarding. Till next time, peace.